Welcome to Insurance Agency Insights, where we're committed to helping small and medium-sized insurance agencies achieve their business goals. We're your hosts, Doug Burke, investment banker and advisor to the insurance agency industry. And with me is... Peter Friedman, CEO and president of AgileCap, a specialty lender focused exclusively on insurance agencies. At AgileCap, we believe agency owners can only take control of the course of their business when they have a thorough understanding of the financial aspects of their agencies. Over the last 20 years, through the ups and downs of the U.S. economy, AgileCap has advised agencies on borrowing money, acquiring new businesses, and investing in their future. We'll bring you insights on how finance and capital can and will impact your agency's future. So, Peter, this week, we're going to kick off a mini-series on agency acquisitions and the due diligence involved in them. This is the first of five episodes aimed at helping agency owners understand what's involved in acquiring a new agency to help build their existing business. Yeah, the first episode, we're going to focus on preparing your internal finances for acquisition. And we'll cover how to get your house in order, how to start looking for acquisitions, things of this nature. Lots of agents might want to grow through acquisition. They might see ways to do strategic acquisitions that will really launch your business to the next level, but they don't think they can afford to do it, or maybe they don't believe they're eligible for funding. And so we want to walk through how they can set themselves up for borrowing money, bringing their agency to that next level. And then in the future episodes of this mini-series, we're going to be covering an introduction to the due diligence involved in an acquisition, the four key financial areas that you need to focus on during due diligence, the six legal mistakes to avoid during due diligence, and the five characteristics of a good post-acquisition integration. And at the end of the series, an agency owner who's interested in acquiring an agency should have a good sense of how to approach an acquisition, go through due diligence, integrate with your existing agency, with your newly acquired agency, and bring your business to the next level. Before I founded AgileCap, I worked in corporate mergers and acquisitions, so I'm fairly comfortable with this, and Doug did as well with your banking background. So we have a fair amount of experience on how to do this at the billion-dollar level, but also at the much smaller level. And there are many of the same themes that you can bring to this process. So why don't we kick this off and let's figure out how we can help you grow your agency. Yeah, let's get started on how to prepare for and finance an agency acquisition. Let's start with a hypothetical agency. Say you own a PNC insurance agency with a business partner, for example, and you've decided that buying a small agency would allow you to offer new products to your existing clients and allow you to move into some adjacent markets. But you're not sure you can afford to make a big move like that at the current time. Where do you start? How do you think about what are the next first steps? So step one is because you're in a partnership, it's similar to a marriage. You both have to be on the same page. Because an acquisition is taking on risk. To bring your business to the next level, risk is something that you're going to incur, whether it's financial risk, operational risk, time risk, all sorts of different types of risk. So step one is clearly, are you and your partner? And your partner may not be the clear, hey, you own the business together. It may be your team and your staff. Hey, is everyone committed to doing this? Your partner could be your partner in life because it may take huge amounts of your time and consumption. So it's important to get everyone, I would say, on the proverbial same page as to what do you want to do with this agency? Are you ready for it to grow from there? So that is, in my mind, step one, is everyone pulling the oars in the same direction of the boat. 
What about your credit score, Peter? Is that important? The next thing you want to step and start thinking about, and we, from a banking standpoint, break it into three big groups, Doug. The first is character, is what we call it. We call it the three Cs, character, cash, and collateral. This credit score is character. At the end of the day, have you, and if you have an actual business partner who owns more than 20%, do you have a strong personal credit score? Do you have reasonable amount of debt? Do you have a good history? Have you ever defaulted? Have you ever bankrupted at any point in time? Things of these nature. Adding on how much experience do you have in running an agency? Have you done it for six months or 16 years or whatever the case may be? Many of these factors combine together in what we would assess a character of the individual. And this is fairly standard in many banking institutions. They have different sorts of inputs, but it's a key one because at the end of the day, banking and lending is a personal relationship. And you need to have to understand that it's very difficult to do good business with bad people. And that is a clear statement. So the second component is collateral. And typically, I think the financial statements of an organization would be instrumental, I would think, in looking and examining the collateral. How should people think about their financial statements and their systems there? Absolutely. Having your financial statements, your income statement, your P&L, your balance sheet all in order, reviewed by a professional, preferably your own accountant, is critically important. It's important that you understand all the items on your P&L, that they represent the business to the best of your understanding, and that they adhere to fairly standard accounting principles. With smaller businesses, you're not going to do what's called gap financials, and that's fine, but you're going to adhere to standard accounting practices. So it's critically important that you have a solid P&L, a solid balance sheet that you can share with your lender. So we've got character, collateral, and what's the third C, Peter? Cash. And that's critically important. Oh, it's the king, right? It is. Cash is king. Every lender wants to get paid back. And the way you get paid back is cash. And the key metric that you as a borrower should be thinking about, that your lender is thinking about, it's called something called debt service coverage ratio, DSCR. That is essentially after you've run the business and paid all the expenses, what the remaining cash is to pay the debt that you want to incur. So very simplistically, we'll use $100 of revenue in a year and your business has 80 of expenses, including your compensation as an owner. So there's $20 left over. And that $20 is what is left to pay the debt. So if your debt service or the amount of debt you need to pay is 10, your $20 could cover that payment twice, or you would have a debt service coverage ratio of two. So there's two components of debt, right? Principal and interest. Yeah, they're both counted in the debt. Like It's obviously important to be able to pay the interest, but you got to be able to pay the money back over time. It's both principal and interest when a lender is looking at the debt service coverage ratio. Your lender that you're talking to will have different criteria. It's fairly normal to request debt service coverage ratios of 1.2 and higher. So in that example we referred to of your debt payment was $10, you need to be producing at least $12 of cash after all your expenses and you're paying yourself. And that's critically important. So you guys at AngelCap will look at those financial statements and look at debt service coverage ratios and come up with a structure that might make sense from your perspective as a lender. What about the tax returns? How important are those? And what do you look for there? 
So tax returns are critical. A personal tax returns, a, it contributes to the character side of this component, which is our, um, are you being forthright? Are you filing your taxes? Things of that nature. Are they fairly straightforward? Are there questionable deductions? Things of that nature. And then the corporate taxes, are they up to date and such and consistently filed? It is also a way for us to verify your P&L. If your tax return, your corporate tax return, materially different from your internally derived P&L, it's going to raise a lot of questions. And we understand there are differences and tax accounting can be different than P&L and kind of standard accounting and that that's fine. But material differences is where flags start to come off, where you've told the federal government you make no profit, but it turns out you have massive profits, things of that nature. And so the tax returns are critical and they're almost a verification of both cash and collateral and character, all three of the C's. So at Agile Cap, you're lending against the commission streams and the future commission streams of an agency. So I imagine the relationship of that agency with its carriers is important. How do you investigate that and what's important to you in an agency and their carrier relationships? You're absolutely right, Doug. You know, carrier relationships are critical and we verify them with carrier reports as well as 1099s that the carriers will send to the agency. And it's critically important. We'd like to see some amount of consistency in what carrier relationships are like. If people move carriers a lot, we kind of ask questions, what's the reason for changing carriers? We tend to like to see carriers that are larger or national level. That's appreciated, but it's also very market dependent. And so we recognize that, that a carrier in Florida is going to be materially different than someone that has in Texas or Wyoming or whatever the case may be, depending on what their client base is. But it's important that the relationship with the carrier is strong. So let's talk a little bit about financing that agency acquisition target. So you found an agency that fits your growth strategy, and you're really excited about pursuing that acquisition. And you know you're going to have to borrow in order to actually finance the transaction. Can you talk us through some of the possible ways to borrow that an acquiring owner might think of at his disposal that he hasn't thought of before and may not realize is available to him? Yeah, absolutely. So I would offer it there are three sources of capital is what we would think about. One is your own personal cash, your savings, whatever the case may be. If you're taking your existing agency and merging it with another, so it's there's value in your existing agency, and that would be considered, it's not truly cash, but equity. So there's value there as well. So that's one bucket of value. A second one to consider is borrowed money, which can come from alternatives, especially lenders like ourselves at Agile Cap that know the industry very well. It could come from an SBA loan, national banks. There's lots of other places that you could consider going to, but it's it's borrowed debt at the end of the day. So you have equity and debt. The last piece is a seller note, which sits in the world between the two. The seller of the agency may lend you money. So it is debt at the end of the day, but it's a little more flexible than what I would, we would consider senior debt. When we look at someone trying to optimize the structure of an acquisition and using the same $100 they want to buy an agency, as an example, we really think you want to come to the table with about $20 equivalent of equity or cash, $20 equivalent of seller note, and the remaining $60 can be borrowed. And that sort of structure generally works well 
for cash flow, risk allocation, lenders, all sorts of parties that are involved in an acquisition. Got it. So walk us through the phases of a transaction. I mean, this is like a marriage, as you described it. It's not something that you, you know, meet on the bachelorette and decide to do. You actually have to date and court each other a little bit, I imagine. How, how, tell me about the phases of a transaction. Absolutely. There are variations of this, but ultimately it is very much a trust dance moving in sort of a dating marriage sort of way and that you have to build a relationship because you as an acquirer are buying something that you don't know a lot about. You're diligencing another agency and you have to build that trust relationship that what you're buying truly exists. And so what we tend to see is an early phase where an acquiring agency has expressed interest, they want to acquire it, but what's critically important is that they can come to the table with a true sense of what they can pay, timing that they can operate on, essentially, what is that relationship going to look like and express that with confidence to the selling agency. And that's critically important. We try to work with our clients to set them up with success back to a lot of what we spoke about earlier, which is, hey, make sure your financial house is in order. Understand how a lender will look at you. Understand how a seller will look at you, whether you're credible or not, and put all those things together. And in this dating or early phase of the relationship, putting your best foot forward that you can move quickly and you can respond to the concerns that the seller might have. So I'm in this conversation with an acquisition target, an acquisition partner that thinking about buying, but I don't know how much I can afford to finance. Is there a tool available for me to get like a snapshot? Absolutely. So the first step would be go to our website, www.agilecap.com and look up for tools. And there's a tool there that you can plug this information in, which is great. In reality, I think you start there. And then you set up a conversation with one of our loan advisors for about 30 minutes. It can be done from the website on your calendar, your timing that works well, because each acquisition can be so unique that the 20% that you have in cash might be somewhat unique. The seller might only be willing to offer a 5% or a 10% seller note. There's lots of kind of factors that go into this conversation. It's best. It's a, a personalized product that we have to develop with your inputs and our knowledge to set you up for success. And that's really best done. Go to the tools on our website, but also schedule some time. It's 30 minutes and we can kind of walk you through, hey, what's the best type of structure, loan? What can you borrow? What can't you borrow? Are you setting yourself up for failure or success? So you can go to agilecap.com. That's a really helpful place to start and find the tools in the tools section. So we've covered how to prepare for an acquisition Peter, let's talk about what's up next in our next episodes. Yeah. So we've done the preparation, and now it's an introduction and orientation to due diligence. What should you be looking at? What's critically important when you're looking to acquire an agency? It's, as we talked about earlier, a little bit of a trust relationship, but also you got to trust but verify. And we'll kind of talk about the things that are in the verify. What are you looking for? Our goal is to make each one of these episodes about a quick listen, 15 to 20 minutes to help you in this process. At the end of the series, you should have a solid understanding of due diligence, how the finance markets work, how you can borrow, how to set yourself up for success. And you always have an open invitation to 
set up some time with one of our lending advisors and talk through your specific situation. I'm looking forward to the guests we have on the next show, Peter, and our next conversation. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Doug. Have a great day.